guys it's your girl kp and i'm back with episode 12 of fem talk you guys already know fem talks the safe space where we have open and honest conversations about things that we go through all of those good things in our community and today we are doing fem talk a little bit differently kind of like episode 10 i'm gonna be my own guest again and i really want to have an important conversation about mental health so as you guys can see look at my notes here Um, because there's a lot that I want to touch on and I want to kind of, you know, just put some of these different signs out there, things that, you know, you guys may go through, you may relate to. A lot of you guys may not even realize like that you relate to what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to talk about ways to get through mental health issues and um, things of that sort. So when you think of mental health, I don't want you guys to think that it's such like a, a bad or a scary thing. Cause I know when people says, oh, do you have a mental health issue? People are thinking you're crazy, right? Or you're dramatic or whatever the case may be, but it's not always a bad thing. So for instance, speaking personally, I've been diagnosed with anxiety and major depressive disorder. And I know that sounds scary, but it's not, it's really not. So my anxiety, there's different ways that anxiety can you know, present itself in situations. And honestly, I'm gonna be honest with y'all, I don't know the real statistics of things or the actual number, but I can tell you from my educated guess, I'd say seven out of 10 people have anxiety. If there's 10 people in the room, seven of them probably deal with some form, shape, way of anxiety. And so my anxiety uh, presents itself in like overthinking. Um, I also, my heart starts beating a little bit when I'm feeling anxious about something and I just start feeling like overwhelmed a little bit. You know, there's other people who experience like cold sweats or, um, you know, they feel like they're going to pass out or their heart is like thumping, you know, like really, really fast. So it just depends like on, on how it kind of presents like for you personally, everybody's different. And then um, my major depressive disorder, that's it. I feel like that sounds so bad, but it's really not as bad as it as it sounds. Like my major depressive disorder presents itself in like episodes of depression where it's hard for me to want to do things. I don't really want to get out of bed. I get stuck in, in like negative thoughts sometimes or just like feeling sad, like it's persistent feelings of sadness and I just have to work through them, you know? So um, there's so many other things that people can deal with though. You can have psychosis schizophrenia a mood disorder you know and all of these things unless you actually acknowledge them and try to take the steps to figure out like hey what is this that I'm going through you may experience them and then other people will just chalk it up as like oh she got issues or something's wrong with her and then you feel like something's wrong with you him or her excuse me and it's not necessarily the case you know Everybody deals with things, especially like in the community is what I want to focus on specifically because I know that because we already go through so much with people like with people not accepting us, you know, your family members making you feel away, not accepting you for who you are, wanting you to be somebody else, um, friends and family judging you, you know, partners loving and leaving you like there's a lot of things that people in the community probably deal with and they just sweep it under the rug and I'm here to say that you cannot sweep things under the rug you know so I want to get a little bit more into anxiety and depression specifically some signs um that will you know that you can kind of like pay attention to would be something I said already persistent feelings of sadness um that's just literally waking up and nothing even happened to you and you're just sad day in and day out you know I'm very big on 
feel how you feel if things happen if something bad happens to you or you're in a mood yes feel how you feel but you cannot allow yourself to con continuously feel sad day after day after day after day you know because then you may want to start thinking like am i experiencing an episode of depression and what can i do to pull myself out of that because the longer you allow yourself to sit and dwell in those sad thoughts you know those thoughts can, can become suicidal you can sit and lose out on money because you didn't go to work for a whole week or you neglected your friends you know things like that so you have to find ways to work through that um something else would be lack of interest in daily activities like i said sometimes people don't want to get out of bed if you don't want to wake up and wash your face and brush your teeth when you know you're like a germaphobe or something maybe that's signs you know little signs here that you may be experiencing an episode of depression if you act erratically yelling and screaming or you know just making like impulsive decisions that's another another sign um substance abuse is a big 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 thing because i know nowadays there's so many drugs there's so much alcohol out there people don't realize that drinking every day is not just like it's not like a good thing to do social drinking is great you know i like to go out and have fun turn up be drunk on my hot girl summer stuff. But if I was sitting here chugging down a bottle of tequila reposado every day, you should be worried about me. I should be worried about myself, you know? So people definitely um, abuse different substances when they're experiencing these feelings. Um, another big sign is weight loss or weight gain. Like, you know how when you're in a relationship, you get happy weight, right? Because you're with your partner, you're eating all the time, you're going on dates. Well, when you get depressed or you're sad or you're experiencing like high levels of anxiety, you can lose a lot of weight. Or if you are the opposite, you can indulge way more than you should in different foods, sweets, things like that, and then you gain a lot of weight. It can go either way. So you have to pay attention to that. And then the last two examples that I have for anxiety and depression would be physical illness and restlessness. So if you're becoming physically ill randomly, like you've, you've, you're not sick, you haven't been exposed to COVID, you don't really get colds or flus or whatever, but you're starting to physically feel ill, then that can be a sign that you're manifesting or holding on to a lot that is, that is hurting you or you're not allowing yourself to feel. Um, restlessness comes from stress. You know, some people wake up in night sweats, they can't sleep. Insomnia is another thing. So these are just all signs that you kind of want to like pay attention to so you can work through them, especially like us being the individuals in the community, because like I said, we deal with a lot of backlash, a lot of rejection, a lot, a, a lot of just trying to fit in, you know, or, or find our place. So when you're in a situation, like specifically for younger people, younger people who are trans, younger women who are gay, younger males who are gay or bisexual or whatever, like it's hard because you don't really have like the room as an adult to go out and be like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this. Like you have to go home every day to your family. You have to go home every day to your, your siblings, or you have to go to school with those friends every single day. And you have to find a way through that. So, um, I think it's really important to be able to acknowledge the things that you may be feeling and different ways that you can work through these things would be one acknowledgement. You have to acknowledge what you're experiencing and what you're going through. Like I said, a lot of the time people like to sweep things under the rug and that is only doing yourself damage in the long run. You know, it's kind of like when you're, I don't know if you guys, you know about your chakras, right? But your throat chakra, when you, when you like deal with things that you don't really 
accept or you're not really okay with, but you just choose to be okay, you know, for the sake of being okay, your throat chakra can get blocked because you have so much to say and you feel so many things, but you're just not letting it out. So now it's all backed up and then boom, you got anxiety or boom, you're depressed because you're not allowing yourself to be real with yourself. So acknowledging what it is that you're experiencing and then being patient with yourself. I think patience is probably one of the biggest things that I struggle with because I'm a very impatient person, but I'm working on it because, you know, as they say, patience is a virtue. And um, so being patient with yourself is very important. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a week. It's not going to happen in two weeks. You know, it depends on how much work you're doing to get through what it is that you're experiencing. I went to therapy, which is another really great outlet of just learning how to work through what it, whatever it is that you're experiencing. I had a therapist for a couple months and I swear to y'all, she saved my life. I was going through a lot and what was it? We're in 2023 and about 2021, my life was crazy. Like I was dealing with a very, very, very toxic situation, relationship, an ex and lived together. And it was just, it was just bad. You know, like the good times were good, but the bad times were bad y'all. And it was, it got so bad to the point where I had to go to therapy to save myself. And that's how deep it was. But I can only really blame myself because yes, she quit, played a part in how I felt, but I was the one who allowed myself to get that deep into the negative feelings to where I had to figure out a way to take myself out of it, or I probably wouldn't be sitting here today talking to you guys about this, you know? So I went to therapy. Um, I learned a lot of things about myself, how to cope, coping mechanisms, um, things to do. Like for instance, another example of working through how you feel is meditation and exercise finding things that make you happy whether that be taking a walk grounding yourself you know being one with the universe going to buy yourself flowers going to the gym like being mentally strong along with physically like these are all things that you can do journaling i think journaling was a really really big part of my healing process too because sometimes when you are feeling so many ways about your partner, about your mental health, about your family, or whatever it is that you're feeling away about, you don't always have somebody to talk to. I'm sure that, you know, like, like myself, you guys all have plenty of people that you can go party with and talk to about certain things and girl, he did this and what's this tea. But when it comes to real shit, y'all, I'm gonna just be real. There's not really a lot of people that we have in our lives to discuss the real shit about. I don't, yes, I have, amazing best friends i have an amazing partner right now i have amazing associates but to be honest there is not one person that i feel a hundred percent like safe with discussing all of the things that i experience on a daily basis because sometimes i feel like well how are they going to feel if we already talked about this or if i was just feeling this way two weeks ago like i i have a fear of being judged or feeling like people think like things that I go through is not that serious so journaling helps me so much because I could just sit and write and talk to my journal and express all the ways that I feel and nobody's gonna sit here and tell me well, we already talked about that well why do you feel this way sometimes it is good to get other people's input you know it's it's great to hear other people's advice and take it if you if you please but sometimes it's really just nice to get out how you feel without somebody's outside opinion you know so journaling is super super amazing i definitely recommend it's a 10 out of 10 for me i actually have two journals y'all 
I got two of them. So, yes. Um, a couple other things that I want to talk about would be like childhood trauma and relationship trauma. So we're going to talk about relationship trauma first because that is a real thing. And we're specifically going to talk about the lesbian community right now because I think now granted I'm going to specifically talk about the lesbian community because that is what I'm a part of yes I'm a part of LGBTQ but I I can't identify with a gay male and his experiences or a trans woman or male you know so I'm going to talk about what I know so as far as like lesbian relationship trauma I think I said this in my last episode with uh with Justice great great guest by the way but um You know, the whole U-Haul lesbian thing, the whole we meet women and we like them, we fall in love, we want to move in, we want to get married and have a baby all in the first seven days. And it's so crazy to me because it's happened to me. Um, It's happened more than once, maybe not the whole that whole spiel but it's definitely happened where it was like, damn, I like you. I just met you. I want to be with you. Let's do this. And then in the long run, it doesn't work out because you don't take time to get to know each other. So when I say relationship trauma, I mean attaching so quickly. Attachment disorder is actually a real thing. Um, If you guys don't believe me, look it up. There's emotional detachment and detachment. There's anxious attachment and there's trauma bonding. So sometimes I feel like in the lesbian community, for the most part, 80% of the time it's physical and sexual sexual attraction right boom you look good i look good let's do this and then you kind of get to know each other you pour out your whole heart so quickly like it's i love you in two three weeks or two three months which is still very very soon to say like anything less than a year is very quick to say i love you and the reason i say that it's not i'm not judging anybody who does because i've definitely done it but the reason i say that is because you don't really know a person until you go through every season with them when they're broke when they're when they're up when they're happy when they're sad when they're depressed when you know you know what i'm trying to say like you don't really know somebody until you experience them in every aspect so how do you know if you love somebody what if it's just like super 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 emotional attachment what if it's lust half the time we 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 confuse lust with love anyways you know so emotional uh, emotional attachment and detachment is a real thing and i think as lesbians we have to learn how to like slow down like you know like bobby v, bobby v said i just want to get to know you but don't turn around <laughs> so um yeah like for instance the person that i'm talking to right now we've been talking for the last seven months and it's great because I've thoroughly not rushed into anything. We have not rushed into anything. We haven't decided to be in a relationship. We're still just getting to know each other. We're having fun. And I think it's very healthy, you know, compared to like what I've experienced before. So again, I think that's something we should just take into consideration when we're meeting other people. We should understand, do we have emotional attachment issues? Do I attached way too quickly do i detach too quickly do i trauma bond because i don't know if you guys know what trauma bonding is but trauma bonding is basically like hey you were abused as a child i was abused as a child we have this in common we're gonna be together because boom we both relate to this like that's pretty much an example of trauma bonding and that is not okay that is not okay in any way shape or form because you can relate to people who have been through the same things as you but sometimes we hold on to people so bad because we've trauma bonded who are not for you 
And y'all listen, take it from me. When somebody is not for you, please read the room the first time because God is going to put you back in the same room over and over and over and over again until you feel like the room is this big and it's shrinking on you. And it's like, well, what the hell happened to all the space? Because when I first walked in this room, it was okay. And now it's about this big. That means it was time for you to go a couple times ago, you know? And again, that happened to me. Listen, y'all, I just got my hair done, so don't mind me if I keep singing my braids. But um, it happened to me with my ex and I learned a huge lesson from it. Like I said, I had to go to therapy. I was depressed. I was, you know, I had really bad anxiety. I was suicidal at one point. Like I never acted on, you know, trying to actually take my life, but it was the thought that the thoughts were there. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. So um, now we can touch on childhood trauma. Childhood trauma can be experienced by anybody. You know, if you grew up in a family where you knew the day you came out the womb, you was gay, whatever the case may be. As a little boy, you were more flamboyant. Your family abused you for it. You got made fun of for it. You went to school. Maybe you dressed like a woman or a girl because that's how you were more comfortable. Girl, maybe you dressed like a boy or whatever the case is. Childhood trauma comes from bullying, being neglected, violence and abuse and discredited feelings. And I think all of those are important to understand because there's a lot of us who walk around with trauma in general. It may not necessarily be childhood trauma, but a lot of us have trauma, which is the reason why we bring it into relationships or we bring it on to our friendships or whatever kind of like relationship you have with other people because people don't understand, hey, I'm suffering from this. They don't acknowledge it. They don't work through it. So you kind of project onto other people. That's the word, projection. So I think everybody you know, should really take a look at themselves. Like before you get into a relationship, especially before you get married to anybody, look at yourself, you know? Do I struggle with X, Y, and Z? Do I have trauma that I'm not acknowledging to be able to work through? Do I have anxiety, depression, you know, mood disorder, like insomnia, sleeplessness, sleeplessness. It's a hard word to say. Um, All of these things, because only then will you be able to have, in my opinion, a successful relationship by being able to be a better person, you know? And you don't even have to be a bad person to be experiencing all of these things. But again, you can project unintentionally. I think a lot of times um, people project unintentionally, you know? Sometimes people be narcissists and they do that shit on purpose. Don't get me wrong. Don't let nobody have you fucked up. But people will project unintentionally because maybe they don't know better. Maybe they don't even know what they're dealing with, you know? So before you take somebody serious, get to know them, you know? Get to know their mental, care about their mental. If people tell you, hey, I deal with this, like I have this mental health issue, whatever the case may be, take the time to figure out what triggers them and what makes them feel better and help them get through it. I think that is one of the most important things you could do as a partner. or just even as a person, as a friend, as a family member, like just really getting to know the people that you love and you care for and helping them get through their adversities is so, so, so important. You know, Um, mood disorder is another mental health illness that people deal with. And that's just kind of like self-explanatory. Like one minute I'm happy, one minute I'm sad, one minute I'm, I don't know, I'm 
horny, whatever the hell you want to call it. But I think something that we should do is acknowledge those things too, because I, I know somebody who has a disorder and they don't want to acknowledge it. And I'm just like, girl, the way you go from zero to 100 to 50 to 75 to two, something you gotta you gotta check that out. You gotta do something about it. So um, I hope that you know you guys just listening to me in this episode has prompted you guys to really take better care of your mental health like i said get out the house do things that make you feel better even if you don't feel like you have a diagnosis like when you feel sad or when you feel alone or when you feel bored or when you feel like you have a minor episode of depression or a panic attack or whatever it is that you may be going through find ways to ground yourself find ways to breathe what's the word i'm looking for reattach yourself to reality because i know oh i didn't even i didn't even talk about this y'all i want to talk about this real quick um associative disorder is is crazy right i don't know if you guys know what that is but associative disorder or disassociative disorder is basically where you feel like you're here but you're not here and i feel like sometimes i struggle with that like you know, I know life is real. I could pinch myself and feel it and know that it's a real thing. But sometimes I feel like I'm just floating in life. You know, like I'm just kind of walking around, doing what's expected of me, but it just doesn't feel real. So ways that I get through that is literally by grounding myself. Like when I start feeling detached from reality, I will go put my feet in some dirt or on the ground or on the grass and feel like I'll try to feed all my senses. Like I'll try to smell something or, you know, play some music so I can hear something, feel something, touch something. Like I just try to get more in tune with all of my senses because then it helps me realize like, okay, we're here. We're really here. We're not just floating. We're not on cloud nine. This ain't the matrix. Yeah, actually it might be, I don't know y'all. So trying to figure that out. But so um, yeah, associative disorder, if you guys struggle with that too, I would just Google different ways to look that up. There's so many different things that you can have, different disorders that, again, that may sound scary because it's like, oh my God, I have a disorder, but it's, it's really not. It's just something that our mind may be experiencing that we just have to acknowledge and be able to work through to be better versions of ourselves. So I love you guys all. If you guys are struggling with mental health, if you guys are suicidal, there are plenty of different resources that you guys can reach out to again i really 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 recommend therapy you guys can always reach out to me on the film talk platform um my ig is also k-n which is k-a-a-y-a-n-n-e i'm always here to talk my dms are always open and just take the steps to reach out to the people that make you feel safe journal go exercise do whatever it is that you guys need to do and make sure you guys are not bringing those traumas into your future relationships like i said we just got to do better as individuals and as partners so other than that guys this was our episode on mental health things that we do how we can be better versions of ourselves and i'll see you guys next time on and talk